Alright, welcome to our discussion about equilibrium. So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. We finished talking first off about macroeconomic demand, or aggregate demand as we like to talk about it. And in a typical fashion, in economics, we like to have a nice equilibrium. And so when we think about equilibrium in the long run, we've thought about it in this fashion. So here's our long run equilibrium that results in our level of GDP, our economic activity, and our price level. So when we consider that aggregate supply has a long run and a short run component to it, and we know that those two are related, we see that when our economy is in perfect equilibrium, it's where we have our short run aggregate supply, our aggregate demand, and our, our long run aggregate supply um, meeting. Now, when we get to a scenario though, where one of these shift. So, so we know that we can have aggregate demand shift either direction, we can have aggregate supply shift. And what these are ultimately going to do is affect our GDP and our price. So looking at what's going to happen when we have these shifts, we can have any of them shift. And what will come as a result is a dichotomy between the short run and the long run. So if we were to take a look, for example, at what would happen if aggregate demand shifted out. So say, for example, we had a greater demand for Canadian goods. Well, the equilibrium of our economy always happens in the short run. So what we would find is we've got this moment in time where our economy is actually producing above its long-run equilibrium point. So our long-run equilibrium point would be here. This would be our short-run equilibrium point. And so we're kind of producing overcapacity. And in fact, if, if we really think about it, in the long run, what we've said is we're not actually able to maintain this. So this overcapacity here, really, if we're going to go eventually move back to this point right here, because we just can't sustain this level of production, we're going to go back to GDP1. The only thing that this is going to do is cause inflation between P1 and P2. So we call this gap the difference between our long-run aggregate supply uh, crossing aggregate demand and our short-run aggregate supply, we call this an inflationary gap. Ultimately, what we're going to see happen is our short-run aggregate supply would 
adjust downward and we would get rid of this gap. Notice that we would still in the long run be producing at the same level just our price level is increased which of course is the definition of inflation, an inflationary gap. Of course we could have the opposite happen. We could have our aggregate demand shift to the left. And we could imagine our aggregate demand curve shifting to the left instead. And so again our, our short-run economy is always going to have a short-run equilibrium and the long, in the long run we'll have a long-run adjustment process. So our price level goes down but we have this this discrepancy between what our economy could be producing, what it's capable of producing at GDP 1 and where in the short run it's at, this GDP 2. And this gap is what we would call a recessionary gap. It makes, it makes sense when we think about what the definition of a recession is, where we're producing less than we were before, our production has gone down. So, these are what we, uh, these are the sort of things that we are thinking through when we're thinking about uh, economic policy in the short and the long run. Is, are we going to, tr is in the sh short run, given we have, we're always going to tend back towards long-run equilibrium when we have these short-run gaps what sort of policies could we or should we put in place and what sort of effects might they have on the economy if any.